three top 10 spots that go to Little Nas X. So I think that's awesome. Also, I just called him a little. Yeah, Nas I was gonna X. say, I you said little. I hate, <laughs> I hate that, I hate that. Gross. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing because I was looking at the outline and where your cursor is, it's right. <laughs> it's right on the Mendez part. Oh, let's not <laughs> jump too far ahead now. Sorry. It just made me think of that TikTok I sent you earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. I'm very confused. <sighs> anyway. We have a very packed schedule today. We do. And I, I do have a story to tell from my check-in, but how are okay. you doing? Well. Great. It's Go. it's work. <laughs> How was the wedding? It was good, but I I could go on and on about that. So, uh, all right. Well, our podcast lovely. is not about uh, me. It's about uh, stuff. Okay. Well, I have stuff to talk about, and by stuff I mean one thing. So, Nick's friends from Wisconsin, Lynn, Dan, and Laurel came to visit him in D.C. and I got to meet them. They're very very nice, as most Wisconsinites are. Um, so oh. anyway, uh, <laughs> so on Saturday, we were walking around the Georgetown area. And I don't know if you know this, but the steps, like the famous steps from The Exorcist, the, the movie, mm-hmm. are in Georgetown. Mm-hmm. So we were like, oh, let's go look at them, you know, because Dan and Laura, I don't think they've seen them before. Laurel. So like, That's what I said, right? You said Laura. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited. I don't even know these people. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. I'm just excited to tell. I mean, the story. you did say Laura, but oh, fuck me. Okay. Anyway, um, so we're walking towards these steps, and mm-hmm. I, Nick is in the front of the line, basically. Mm-hmm. And I love how you're acting like this isn't going to be a funny story because it is. I'm um, waiting. Okay, so we see what we think is a bush. Start walking past the bush. It's a is fucking a man in a suit. He jumps out, he goes, Rah! and Nick is like, oh shit. <laughs> Laurel is in the back. She's like, are we serious right now? And I'm just kind of like stunned. Dan keeps walking. He doesn't even understand what's going on. But the point is he goes, he's like, hi, I'm the DC Bushman. I have 16,000 subscribers on YouTube. I'll be posting this video soon. And we're like, what? The <laughs> and then sure enough, Wait, this I need morning, to look this guy up. Look him up. It, the last video he posted was this morning and we're in it. Because Nick what sent it to it? me this morning. I woke up to it and it captured the whole thing. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like, I can't believe that happened. Wait, what's today? It was the last video. Oh, wait, posted. should I look at him on YouTube? Yeah. He has ads. Are you kidding? I hate him already. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I can't even skip him. I have to watch in agony. I'm so sorry. He needs his coin. He only has, oh, he only has 16,000. Bro, there's multiple ads. It, it, it'll be worth it. It'll be worth okay. it. Okay. Where do I skip to? Five minutes, 55 seconds. How does he make these videos for 10 plus minutes? I don't know. Okay. Here y'all are. There's Nick. There's you. <laughs> I love how Nick noticed before the guy even moved. <laughs> And then there's a guy walking right past who's going to get that's, his shit scared. That's too. Dan. Dan Wait. just kept walking. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it was very strange. Literally a man standing in a pot 
<laughs> scaring people. Um, so that was my big event for the weekend. Got scared by a man dressed as a bush called the DC Bushman. Wow, that is wild. Yep. But anyway, Go should we DC Bushman? DC DC Bushman. Yes. Should it's we all get one word, it? Bushman. It's oh, Bushman. Bush. He said Bushman. It's not Bushman. It's Bushman. I don't know. I trust. <laughs> I trust the the Bushman who said. It's it. like a last name. <laughs> I'm looking at it right here on the internet. Wait, is that his actual last name, you think? No, he... I, I don't know. I don't, I don't okay. know. Okay. Okay. Should we it's just get at... on the news? Y- yeah. Okay. Let's get on the news. I'm glad that you enjoyed the video. Um, okay. News. My first piece of news. Um, there was a bipartisan, well, supposedly a bipartisan police reform bill sponsored by Cory Booker that died in the Senate this Wait, week. isn't Cory Booker's? Cory Booker, RuPaul's cousin. Yep. New Jersey <laughs> Senator Cory Booker, RuPaul's cousin. Um, so he was spearheading this and it even had the support of the International Association of Chiefs of Police and the Fraternal Order of Police. And wow. it just died because he, you want to hear, this was the Democrats' bare minimum demands in the proposal. Uh-huh. Barring officers from using chokeholds, limiting the transfer of military grade equipment to local police departments and creating a federal database on police officers misconduct. Republicans couldn't even agree to those three very simple things. Of course not because police need to be able to choke people. Duh. Yeah. So that was disappointing. And it seems like if, if those three bare minimum things can't even be agreed upon, I don't know when we're going to get a substantial police reform bill. Yeah, we're going to have to just throw the whole thing away, honestly. And by the whole thing, I mean the entire country needs to go. Well, yes, but also like we keep saying, next year is going to be really important to try and shake up the houses of government. So please go register to vote. What, what week is it, Ely? It's National Voter Registration Week. And today, the day that we're recording this is National Voter Registration Day. So check your voter reg status, please. Look at that. Especially if you live in Wisconsin, because um, a lot of people got postcards in the mail saying they need to re-register and they just throw them away. People don't really pay attention to that stuff. So double check. But um, Wisconsin's great and we can, well, it's not great, but we can also register at the polls, but (laughs) we all know it's better to plan ahead. Yes, I agree. Okay. Um, Voters often usually care about immigration. So here's Mm -hmm. my segue. So this started actually the week prior. But there's been developments, so I'm going to just talk about it as a whole. So I don't know if you heard about the thousands and thousands of Haitian migrants showing up at the U.S.-Mexico border. Okay, so for those who don't know, it's because of a bunch of factors. Basically, like, Haiti is dissolving before our eyes because first their president was assassinated a few months ago. And then they just had a major earthquake last month that killed a couple thousand people. So you have this caravan of... Haitian migrants that made their way to Mexico and are now at the Texas border, a lot of them have camped out under this bridge, like there's an encampment. And the news that I want to talk about that specifically came out this past week was, uh, did you see those rather alarming images of DHS officers on horseback? Yes, with whips? Yes, literally whipping Haitian migrants. I don't even understand the whole context like i don't think they were even actively trying to like cross the border illegally i think it was like a raid situation and these dhs officers on horseback were again using whips and 
being very aggressive. So in the wake of these images and videos that apparently horrified President Biden and his administration, I'm sure, even though he's in charge of it, um, in the wake of that, the DHS has temporarily suspended the use of this horse patrol in particular in the Del Rio, Texas sector. I mean, temporarily suspended doesn't really sound like fired or put on administrative leave to me but it's like uh, what they do to cops to, who shoot people over and over and over again they're like mm, you're temporarily suspended yeah. and then they come back six months later what it basically <laughs> means changed. is let's do this until media attention dies down or yep. until we get rid of all these migrants right not that they should be getting rid of i mean it's called humanitarianism no, let's think about right. it right but anyway uh moving on speaking of white people aggressing people of color. Did you hear about what the UK equalities minister said or what was leaked this past week? Oh, I love a leak. Tell me. Okay. So the UK equality minister, I'm not quite sure, quite sure exactly what that position does, but she's a black, she's a black woman of Nigerian descent, I believe. And some WhatsApp messages were leaked from her where she said, apparently, I don't care about colonial colonialism. Uh, there was never any concept of rights. So the people who lost out were old elites, not everyday people. So basically, j- these messages just <laughs> illustrated a complete lack of understanding of the impacts of colonialism. And it was really appalling, especially given her job title. <laughs> so it's caused quite the stare as the books might say <laughs> oh my god so this lady just needs a giant shirt that says i heart colonizers yeah her name is kemi badenoke apologies if i mispronounce that but i also don't really care learn up kemi <laughs> speaking of that uh k-e-m-i kemi okay i couldn't tell if you're saying kimmy or kenny or <laughs> kemi kimmy i don't know speaking of europe Uh, The European Union will soon force Apple to use the same charger as everybody else. Did you hear about this? (laughs) The European Union announced on Thursday that it will force manufacturers to adopt a universal phone charger, meaning the iPhone will have to use USB-C or standardized charger regulators and will no longer be able to use Apple's proprietary lightning charger. I love that they were like, this is too much. One only. (laughs) Well, it's also like, I honestly, a power move because... Apple, first of all, they make so much money off of that proprietary technology because you have to use that if you have an iPhone. They don't even include it with the phone anymore. Exactly. You can even get a free one. Now you have to buy it if yours breaks and they cost like 50 bucks at Apple. Yeah. So every country in the EU, not the UK, of course, um, (laughs) uh, will have to comply with or apple will have to comply with this in this country so i just think that's cool it's never gonna happen in the u.s but honestly though like the eu without the uk is like not that many people probably that apple will be that affected still got some millions in there no friends but but in the specter of like the rest of the world yeah well you know i'm trying to say positive it's not like it's china (laughs) saying oh you can never use lightning chargers ever again well i'm hoping baby steps like i said i don't think it'll ever happen in the u.s or china but anyway good for you now speaking of legislative moves uh this story was shocking to me so new york delivery workers can now use the bathrooms and the restaurants they're picking up food from 
Oh, wow. How considerate. There was previously no legal right to, and when I say delivery workers, I mean like this is Uber Eats, Grubhub. What's the other one? DoorDash. DoorDash. Yeah, they, there was no, they had no rights to use the facilities in the restaurants that they were picking up food from, That's which so makes no sense because obviously they're not able to use the bathroom at the places they're dropping off the food and right. their job is on the go. Like they're using cars and other forms of transportation. Where the hell are they going to go to the bathroom? That's been a huge issue. And they've been peeing like in, in bottles and shit in their cars. Right. And now they That's can... what Amazon drivers do. They have to yeah. pee in bottles. That's disgusting. Yeah. And horrible. Yeah. So in, I'm, I'm glad that like in New York city, the the largest market for these delivery apps, they finally have a place to pee right. by legal right. I'm, I was just kind of surprised when I read this because I, I didn't really think about it before. And I was like, huh, I guess you're right. Like, where do they go to the bathroom? And I'm guessing this is the way it is in a lot of other cities and states where there's no legal right for them to use the facilities. But anyway, enough about peeing. My last news story of the day is actually a local sensation. You might've heard about this though. Maybe not. Uh, did you know that there are some zebras on the loose in Maryland? I love that. I, wait, I think I saw like a, a video of someone took up the zebras. Yeah. Like, so what is this, Madagascar? <laughs> yeah. So for those who don't know, uh, on August 31st, five zebras escaped from a private farm in Prince George's County. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, hold on. I just need to read. How the do you first- lose five zebras? I don't know. They just escaped. I have to read the first couple sentences of this article because the way it's written is so fucking funny. So it says they escaped from a private farm, blah, blah, blah. And since tasting sweet freedom have evaded capture, one was spotted just this week crossing a road in Upper Marlboro, about 20 miles from the White House, presumably on the way to meet (laughs) with someone of great importance. Video shows the zebra only seconds before it slipped into the night, unwilling to be perceived. (laughs) <laughs> Wait, was that quote from a like a local news outlet? No, it's just the author, but I just thought it was funny. No, no, no. I mean, like what I'm saying, like what news is this like a local news source? Oh, it's Vice. Oh, no, it's from you know, Vice. Yeah. I was going to say who? Oh, I feel like that's like how local, you know, how like the local broadcast news. <laughs> yeah. Goofy as hell. They try and be quirky. sounds like something they would write. I also learned from this article that a group of zebras is called a dazzle of zebras. A dazzle? A dazzle. So, I mean, I want to say I hope they're found because I don't want them to get hurt, but I also don't want them to be found because I want them to have Oh, their where are they going to go? That could be like a new invasive species thing. Wouldn't that be funny as shit if in like 150 years there's zebras native zebras? to Maryland? Yo, <laughs> that would be whack. Yeah. So anyway, we'll, I'll keep you posted on that. <laughs> Thank but you. There's, Thank there's you. like actually a fairly large manhunt going on for them. <laughs> Wow. Well, I, I hope they are found safely. Yeah, me too. And humanely. Yeah, me too. So that brings me to the end of my new segment. Thank, Thank you. Listening. Wow. Okay. And we have some juicy juice to get in from music industry this week. I love juice. Okay. So allegedly Adele is dropping new music possibly as soon as this week. And we know oh. that Adele has dropped surprise singles before. Her infamous single, Hello, was a surprise. We had no idea it was coming. She just dropped it and everybody was like, ah. And I feel like this was back when it was like becoming a trend for artists to just like surprise drop 
music. And yeah, so we'll see. So this comes from like a radio host who tweeted and then promptly deleted the tweet. And all he tweeted was new Adele this week. And a lot of people think that she might be trying to get a single out because the Grammy deadline is on September 30th. So. Oh, what, what's this one going to be called? 37? What number um, are we no, at? She's actually, she's not naming her albums after her age anymore. So uh, this is like a whole new era. Wow. Yeah, we're excited. Um, so we'll see. Everyone keep an eye on your phones on Friday. <laughs> Wait, hasn't it been like five, six years? Her last uh, album came out in 2015, I think. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. Um, all right. This next one is very juicy. If you know the, well, we'll, we'll call him the um, regaton artist for... <laughs> For terminology's sake, but Mm -hmm. Puerto Ricans don't want to claim him (laughs) Um, because J Balvin has been accused of colorism, racism, and lots of other things. Um, So I'm just going to click on this article real quick. A lot of people were very disappointed because he's made a lot of comments like in the past. And on top of this, he recently like dropped a music video where he's like in part of the music video, he's walking to black women on leashes like dogs. And he's like a light skinned, like white Latino. So people were like, Mm -hmm. okay, this does not sit well with me. And then people started looking into the past and like in the past, he's like compared himself to other artists and said that like another artist wasn't technically Latino just because he's black. Well, he didn't say that directly, but he kind of like insinuated that another artist is like his blackness has kept him from being considered Latino. And then he said this about Rihanna, which how dare you? This tweet is from 2018. Somebody said Jay Belvin really said Rihanna, quote unquote, isn't a good woman to marry, just fool around with. Yeah. And they were like, this kills Uh me because one, this is a lot about how like non-binary Latinx people view black women, Latino or not. And what makes him think that Rihanna would even look at his sweaty ass. (laughs) (laughs) And then they used my favorite Whitney gif where she says. (laughs) (laughs) People listening don't know what you just did, but I got it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, you know. (laughs) I know, yeah. Um, Yeah, and then like one time he tweeted hashtag every lives matter, which is incorrect, doesn't make any sense, is horrible. Yeah, so I think at this point we're like uh, really about to cancel J Balvin. This article goes on and on about things that he said, but he seems to clearly be anti-Black and that's gross. And speaking of gross, we all heard it. Possibly R. Kelly has been found guilty of all charges, including sex trafficking and racketeering. We mm-hmm. can all sleep peacefully tonight and stop listening to Remix to Ignition. Cut to him crying and jumping out of that chair during that <laughs> Gail King interview. Oh They're like one of my favorite audio clips like ever to be used on the internet. <laughs> it's just so dramatic. It's like, dude, you're so guilty and you're like doing the absolute most to make people think that you're not. Yeah, this actually brings up an interesting conversation. I saw a Variety article about this and I wanted to put it on here, but I don't want to step on your turf. But it was the question of like, should should his music be banned from streaming platforms? And well, I don't know- Have done that with other artists? They've banned- 
Uh, I mean, I don't know of an example. I don't know either. But it's an interesting question to me because like, I don't know, I think about it in terms of film and, you know, we've had plenty of actors that have been canceled for lack of a better word due to the Time's Up movement. Like Kevin Spacey is a good one. I mean, he's a bad one, but he's he's a good example. He's basically blacklisted at this point. Yeah, and it, I don't know, my opinion in the matter is specifically with films, like films are such a, big group group effort that I wouldn't want to like make those films inaccessible because they still stand as examples of everyone else's work who worked on them and you're still able to condemn the actions of the person obviously but with music it's like less of a group effort and the person's identity is more closely tied to the music because for most of the time they're not like playing a part like an actor is right so I'm curious how you feel about that idea well, the thing is, like, I think music can still be like somewhat of a group effort, but I do agree that like the identity of the person is tied way more to the project than like it is in a film project. I honestly, at this point, it's like, what has he the only like? I I feel like it wouldn't really have any effect on society if his music did get banned. So it's just like, go ahead, like, who is listening to R. Kelly right now? <laughs> Raise yeah. your hand if you're listening to R. Kelly right well, now. That's the thing I was going to say. If if they stay on streaming platforms and someone tells you, oh, I love R. Kelly, like I'm busting the song, then you can make your own personal judgment and be like, mm. right. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. But also like, look, think about like, I don't know if you know about this, but um, one of the songs on Kanye's new album is not available on Spotify because DaBaby is featured in it. And that whole stuff oh. with the baby being homophobic at one of his concerts was very recent. And Kanye's label was like, we're not doing that. So they didn't release it on Spotify. It's literally just like blacked out. Oh, that's interesting. Well, that reminds me of like, speaking of R. Kelly, like when Lady Gaga removed the R. Kelly version of Do What You Want With My Body. Yeah. And um, after uh, Tory Lanez shot Megan Thee Stallion, Kaylani removed him from one of her songs and had to like re-release her album without Tory Lanez on it. I had low-key forgot Megan got shot. She acts like it never happened. <laughs> she really does, honestly. She has, I mean, her diss track went off. If you haven't listened to it, listen to Shots Fired by Meg Thee Stallion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she told somebody that she had that ready like the day after that happened, but she was oh, like, shit. let me wait for the album. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll give it a listen. Yeah. Speaking of albums. So good. Um, yeah, speaking of albums, let's talk chart data this week. So after Lil Nas X's album came out, a few of his like singles from before kind of jumped up on the Hot 100. So like Industry Baby hopped up to number two, Call Me By Your Name, re-entered the top 10. It was not in the top 10. Um, I don't remember the last day that it was in the top 10, but the week before it wasn't. And then that's what I want, which is a song that he's been like teasing on TikTok, debuted at number 10. So that's three top 10 spots that go to Little Nas X. So I think that's awesome. Also, I just called him Little. <laughs> yeah, Nas I was going to say, I you said Little. I hate, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. Gross. <laughs> the only thing that's upsetting is that Certified Lover Boy by Drake still is reigning at number one and Montero debuted at number two on the Billboard 200, which is the album chart so i would say still really good and i think that maybe he has an opportunity to sneak up to the number one spot but he will not get a number one debut tier oh. but round of applause for my six. 
Yeah, he'll have his chance again. Well, not for a debut. He's also but... like rich and young, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he'll be fine. <laughs> yes, that's all I have for music industry. Oh, thank okay. you. Okay. Oh, good job. Great job. Uh, I'm going to move on to entertainment. Uh, I only have a few stories, but the big story about IATSE. For those of you who don't know what IATSE is, it stands for the International Association of Theatrical Stage Employees and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, which basically covers all like production artisans in film and TV and the stage. It's a huge union and they're prepping for a possible strike, which would be a huge deal because that's never happened before. <clears throat> yeah. And it, it, it quite literally would shut down the industry. If yeah. That union went to try. Perhaps not theater, I'm hearing, because the, most of the demands are centered on film and TV production. So I've heard that theater could be fine, but film and TV production could literally halt if they decide to go on strike. Um, and their main qualms are that streaming services are still considered quote unquote new media which means that they can pay less, which is absolutely ridiculous because streaming services are killing it and have been more killing money. it for years. Like, you know how much money right. Netflix makes? They make uh, like- Billions. Billions. <laughs> they paid like 20 million alone to keep friends on their streaming service for a year. Like that's yeah. insane. Yeah, they make- billions and the fact that they can get away with paying less because they're still considered new media is absolutely ridiculous and there's there's no like set in stone rule that allows crew members to like actually be able to go home and get a good night's sleep so they're asking right. for a minimum of 10 hours in between shifts so to speak so that if they're working until like 2 a.m in the morning they can actually go and sleep to be ready for working some more the next day yeah so those are two of the big ones, but yeah, if this strike happens, it would be a huge deal. I mean, I'm thinking back to when the writer strike happened, which was like 13, 14 years ago. <clears throat> Excuse me. Drink me your tea. Oh. My tea, tea is out. Let me get some water. Uh, uh. Tea's gone. Anyway, uh, when the writer strike happened, there was like a huge dip in quality for quite a number of projects for a couple of months because there was literally no writers on set. So <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what happens. Um, speaking of embarrassing things, just like how those. Oh uh, my God. I actually can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> so embarrassing. Um, Nintendo had their Nintendo direct last week, which is basically a digital conference where they release gaming news related to nintendo however there is an animated super mario brothers movie coming out december of next year and they decided to take this as an opportunity to announce the voice cast this voice cast is oh. fucking nuts <laughs> it's fucking nuts it so it really makes no sense let me just read off the cast real quick mm -hmm. <laughs> voicing the italian plumber himself is chris Stop. pratt ew <laughs> is chris pratt even italian no, none of these people are. I don't, I don't know. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, Peach will be played by Anya Taylor-Joy. Okay. Okay. Like, I get it, but, like, not great, but okay. Not great. Luigi will be played by Charlie Day. Why? <laughs> uh, um, Bowser will be played by Jack Black. 
Okay, honestly, like I'm not super mad about this. Yeah, like yeah. it's okay. It's okay. He does voices. Uh, he can do voices. My lover Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't really make a lot of. I mean, uh, actually, uh, do you imagine Donkey Kong going? <laughs> oh, actually, Loki, like is. Seth Rogen, I can. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I. It kind of would be funny. <laughs> we'll see i don't know my thing about this is it's just like what in the hell like are they gonna do their accents are they gonna speak normally yeah that's like like traumatizing about it but here's the weird thing about this this whole thing anyone who knows video games and and a lot of people who don't mario and his friends don't talk like they say no. little words here and there like yeah or like let's go but they don't speak full sentences Sounds like you would be a better mario than chris <laughs> maybe but i'm just like what i don't get I, it's just gonna be shocking but, but I, mean, I mean like think about all the other video game movies like sonic like i've never played it really like a sonic the hedgehog game but like does he speak full sentences yes yeah he does Ugh. So, but Mario, like Mario and his friends, for Mario for sure doesn't basically his whole lifetime. I believe it's been 35 years. It doesn't talk in full sentences. So we'll see how this turns out. Scary. I will say, I do have to add, um, this has been like a discussion on the interwebs and in like the Facebook groups that I'm in. Y'all know, I love my Facebook groups. Huge shout oh, you out do. to my Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. I do. And it just cracked me up because somebody literally started a change.com petition to get Chris Pratt removed from Mario solely because of the fact that they're just now discovering that he's like homophobic, super scary, like psycho Christian follows a bunch of like bigots on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. And that's why I was like, this is hilarious that like it took for him to get cast as Mario (laughs) for them to be like, oh no, Chris Pratt. They've started the hashtag not my Mario. Like all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to me as a brown person looking at this and being like, we all knew that he follows racist people, mm. he follows fascists, <laughs> he goes to this psycho homophobic church. Like we knew this, and y'all are acting like this is new information because he got cast as Mario. <laughs> yeah. My other favorite thing is that apparently someone, tw- like when the film was announced in the first place, which is sometime last year, someone tweeted, watch, they're going to cast Chris Pratt as Mario or some shit. <laughs> yeah, it was like, it was like March of 2020. He manifested it. Oh, yeah. God. It's just embarrassing all around, but we'll see how it turns out. I'm so curious to see this trailer in like six months time. God, I'm scared, honestly, when I have nightmares again. Anyway, speaking of adaptations, um, <laughs> The Last of Us shared their first look at the HBO oh series. Oh my gosh. I have to, to say, I was like a little like on the fence about just aesthetically about Pedro Pascal, but from the back? No. From the back, yeah. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part Two are like my favorite games of all time. The second yeah. game, I took off of work and stayed up until 3 a.m. in the morning to play it when it first came out. So and I'm I read very... the Wikipedia page, so I would know the ending before Oh yeah. That. Cause Ely's a very kind friend and she let me just like go off about the game to her. But anyway, um, I'm eagerly anticipating this TV series, but I'm nervous a little bit because separated from the context of the game where like, you can actually like engage in gameplay and whatnot. I'm worried that people are going to think it's like, quote unquote, just another like walking dead copy, mm. which it's not because the game, first of all, the game 
the first game started to be written before the Walking Dead TV series even came out. Right. So I hope it doesn't flop for that reason, but I'm glad that I think HBO is a great platform for it. I think Pedro Pascal mm-hmm. was literally the best Joel they could have cast. Hmm. Um, he's getting like $600,000 an episode. He's getting money. Mm-hmm. Oh. And you, I have no idea who she is, but you know who Bella Ramsey is because she was on Game of Thrones, right? <gasps> yeah. Yeah, she's Ellie. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. She was um Lady Mom. Was it wait, hold on. Let me just make sure I'm talking about the right person. I did look up her like big scene for Game of Thrones when they cast her because I was like, who is this? And I was impressed. Oh wait, she's I British, I, show, I sent you that video. I sent you that video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's Lady Mormon yeah. and she is badass the way that she spoiler alert the way that she dies is incredible and i wasn't like mad i was just like sad but i was really proud of her yeah well we'll see i mean ellie is one of my favorite characters in any media ever so she's got some expectations but you know i think they haven't even announced a release date so it'll probably be another year or something but looking forward to it what if they're like anyway next week Oh, I shit my pants. I don't think that's the case because they're still filming, but (laughs) yeah, we'll see. Um, Anyway, uh, did you hear that the world's only vagina museum, it's closing its doors? I wasn't like looking at the the, outline when you said that. So I was like, did he just say vagina? (laughs) That is so sad. Yeah, it's in the London borough of Camden. And what's happening is that the property group that owns their building is not extending the lease. So they're basically homeless and they can't find an affordable building in the same area to house a museum. Um, Awful. Yeah, I do have to point out again, Vice in their writing, love it. The first sentence of this article is, the whole point of the Vagina Museum was that it was wide open. Um, <laughs> and it was it was started in 2017 by founder Florence Schister because she heard about the philological museum in Iceland and realized that there was no vaginal equivalent in the world. So honestly, RIP preach. vagina museum. Wow, that's really sad. The vaginas yeah. deserve better. Anyway, uh, moving on. My last story <laughs> for entertainment is: Do you remember? the little Bernie moment with his mittens at the inauguration. How could I forget? (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, that was, that was this year. It feels like it was so long ago. Um, Yeah. So that's being turned into a sexy Halloween costume, of course. Of course. Yeah. Being sold on dolls for $85. Oh, is that woman wearing a blanket? That's like the, that's like the parka with no pants. Why does it look like a blanket? Oh my God, you're kidding. Does it come with the chair? <laughs> I don't think it comes with the chair, but it comes with the mittens and the surgical mask. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. On a separate note, you might want to think twice before buying this, not only because it's $85, but because Dolls Kill is a little problematic. We $85? talked about them. Yes, yeah, we talked about Dolls Kill on our fashion industry episode in season I one. I do remember. So, I do if you want to hear more about that, go back and listen to it. Go back and listen to it. Yeah, but that wraps up my entertainment stories for the week. Very entertaining wow. indeed. That was very entertaining. I am thoroughly shook. <laughs> wow. Okay. Speaking of wow, <laughs> pop culture. <laughs> The first, I, I, I just got to say, I love that I get to do this every week. 
do what like look up dumb shit that's been happening like oh it's just yeah so funny okay <laughs> this is hilarious well it's actually not hilarious but anyway elon musk and grimes broke up aww uh, but cue the alien noises <laughs> <laughs> the dial-up modem sound <laughs> but it got me thinking elon musk has seven kids with two baby mamas why are we talking about nick cannon who also has seven kids with multiple baby mamas why are we talking about nick cannon and not elon musk because elon musk is rich and white and he's a meme lord apparently bing 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 it just was like kind of funny to think about because for the longest time i had absolutely no clue that elon musk had that many kids like i thought his first kid was the one he had with grimes you mean the robot (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i was like i've never heard a single peep about elon musk's kids and then i look and there's seven of them that's terrifying why are there so many i I don't know i hope they're not all robots i don't think they all are i think (laughs) most of them have normal names but on a side note did you hear that apparently grimes said now that she's separated from elon she wants to join a lesbian space commune (laughs) Which is the we're most Grimes gonna, thing she's ever said. not even going to talk about her. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Look, TikTok that everybody was duetting of her, like, this close to the camera. Like, I have a question for the communists. <laughs> <laughs> she's a little wild. She's <laughs> anyway. so interesting. Um, yeah, I had to just talk about that. And, I mean, obviously, it's clear. Nick Cannon is a Black man. Easy target, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's keep up that same energy y'all got for nick cannon for elon musk because he's also trash (laughs) okay next this is interesting so there's a woman in california who was able to identify asap rocky's quilt from the met gala as one that her grandma her great-grandmother made um so her great-grandma's quilt was donated to an antique shop and she confirmed it was her quilt after reading that the designer told vogue magazine in an interview that he found the blanket at a thrift store and decided to like stitch it up a little bit repurpose it and give it to asap rocky as like a part of his met gala look and i think that's super cool and the girl thought it was super cool too she wasn't upset or anything like that she was like wow this is crazy and in the article that I linked, there's like a side-by-side picture of ASAP and the quilt that is like on somebody's bed before they donated it. <laughs> oh, I wonder if he's yeah. going to like send it back to her. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, what else is he going to do with it? Wear it when he takes a nap? <laughs> <laughs> <He's> like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Very weird connection. Um, and not only in the time between this week and last week, have we gotten the full trailer for the Britney versus Spears documentary. The documentary is now live on Netflix. I have not watched it yet, but the trailer gave me chills. Um, I think this is going to be a really interesting documentary. I actually don't think that Britney was involved in the making of it, but I think this is going to tell like a better story than some of the other documentaries have. Well, I hate to put a pin in this but uh the variety review came out for today and they ripped it they ripped it the the headline for the review is like shapeless and tasteless they said like it had no point of view 
Oh my and god! They didn't see the point. They said it felt bloated at ninety minutes. Well, so I feel that like was that's interesting. Pretty in line with Netflix. Yeah, but I just thought that was interesting because well, I know so many people were anticipating it, and I saw that review. I was like, oh shit. Well, the trailer was really good, so do what you will with that. Just watch the trailer <laughs> over and over and over again. No, <laughs> anyway, Simone Biles on the cover of New York Magazine, and she looks uh, absolutely stunning, honey. And I wish I could find the exact quote, but she said something about how like, oh wait, hold on, maybe I can see, maybe I can find it in this Twitter thread. While you're finding it, I just have to say this cover is gorgeous. I love that they chose to show her arms and not shy away from her muscles. And also so good. the name of the, the article, like the profile is so good. It's just called Simone Biles chose herself. That's just such a good title. I know. I can't find the quote, but she said something along the lines of like doing stuff as a black woman is so difficult because anytime she was like, you could literally break world records or break industry records and they'll act like it's normal. Like the media will always Mm -hmm. downplay it because you're a black woman. And I was like, oh, that really hit. But she looks absolutely stunning. I can't stop looking at this cover. So I had to add it to our discussion for this week loved it okay (laughs) next i want to talk about nikita dragon this is kind of like (laughs) old news but i saw it on buzzfeed this morning and i was like oh i need to talk about this i just can't i did see this tiktok a while ago but i appreciate the fact that it's getting like more recognition now because girl mm -mm, mm -mm, nikita dragon is messy but we knew that we knew that she makes my head spin in the worst way possible. <laughs> We've been new. It's like so difficult to just see her name in headlines because I'm like, what did she do now? Yeah. Influencers those, can't just sit down and shut up. Yeah. For those who don't know, Nikita Dragon is a trans Asian woman who's basically like a beauty vlogger influencer. She has a history of doing very problematic things because she seems to think that just because she's trans and Asian, that excuses her from being racist. Uh, appropriating she's worn box braids and thought that no was one like, knows what her skin tone is <laughs> no, oh my god so the black fishing make like palettes taking like um doing color matching uh, like photos of her and it's yeah like, <laughs> yeah absolutely insane she's such a flop and i honestly i know i also really hate like if you go to plastic tiara's tiktok and you know mm-hmm. she's of course like dropped it gorgeous every fucking video everyone's like oh nikita could never like is this nikita i'm like can we Shut stop it? it's tired it's, it's tiring yeah it's very tired so in this particular instance the conversation started because nikita dragon started like um posting screenshots of men in her dms including like famous rappers and basketball players mm-hmm. and um People were saying that like, this is 100 million thousand percent not okay because she's essentially just like outing these guys without their permission. And that's really unfortunate. And somebody even like compared a clip of Jeffree Star saying that like, oh, I get a lot of like basketball players and rappers in my DMs, but I have like a, a code where I like will never ever out them ever. Like I will never talk about it. I will never share their information, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Jeffree Star sucks, but like, come on. If Jeffree Star can like grasp <laughs> the concept of like, you don't do that why can't Nikita Dragon? I don't know. So that's a problem in itself. And then another problem is that she like posts on her Instagram story. She made like a series of posts saying like trans women are the most beautiful creatures to walk the earth. I've never seen a cisgender female even come close to looking how my sisters look. 
just like weird problematic stuff. And then there's a moment, I can't find the exact quote, but she said something about how trans women are the fantasy. And she keeps like referring to like trans women as a fantasy or we're living the fantasy. And this trans TikToker, um, Zaya Pearson, Persian. Yeah. <laughs> they She made a video like going off about these comments and how like first of all beauty like why do we always have to pit women against each other and she was like whether you're a cisgender woman or trans woman like we're all women and like the fact that you're making like womanhood a beauty contest is like not okay and she's like I have trans sisters that are beautiful and amazing and I love them and I also have cis sisters who are beautiful and amazing and I love them like we're all women we're all in the struggle together like comparing our comparing ourselves to each other is like not going to make anything any better. And then um, she went on what like the most impactful part of the video for me was like her criticizing Nikita Dragon for saying that trans women are a fantasy because like that's really like showing privilege because a lot of trans women out there can't afford hormones, can't afford surgery and are living in situations where like being trans is illegal or being trans will get you killed or, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a lot, like a lot of trans folks out there are struggling to be recognized as who who they who they're trying to be recognized as and for Nikita to just be like oh this is the fantasy like that's not it that's not what it's about like you should be using your voice and your privilege to help out your trans sisters rather than just saying that it's a fantasy because for a lot of people it's not it's a struggle but like they're doing whatever they can to feel right in their identity but yeah, the key to dragon is trash. We all knew this, but <laughs> this is further explanation and also further like proof, like point that like even if you are what we would consider a quote unquote minority, like that doesn't give you a free pass to treating oh, 100%. your brothers and sisters like shit, treating other minorities, quote unquote minorities at like shit. Like, yeah, stop. I mean, let's let's go back to our girl <laughs> Kemi, who doesn't care about colonialism. Yeah, we all need to do some reading, it sounds like. <laughs> that would benefit a lot of people. Read a book, guys, and, you know, read it again. <laughs> okay, speaking of LGBTQIA issues, let's talk oh, about Lord. Sean Mendes, because oh, he is an issue. I'm nervous, actually. <laughs> okay, so before I get into this, do you know, have you seen, like, the clip of him trying to articulate what's on his For You page? during his lie detector video with Vanity Fair? Yes. (laughs) It was like that happening right after the it's giving share happened. It's like, what's going on, Sean? Are you okay? Okay. I have twice. (laughs) I have complicated thoughts about this because on the one hand, all this shit is so funny to me. The TikToks are so funny. But at the same time, I do have to say, I don't know if people remember, but this is like round two of the Is Shawn Mendes Gay? Because round one was like a few years ago um, around like uh, Treat You Better, like that era where people were saying like, oh, he's gay, he's gay. And then I think he made a video where he was like, guys, I'm not gay. Like, it's not cool. And we're like, oh shit, we feel guilty. So I still think about that because I'm like, there is a line where oh, like yeah. that's that's his privacy and and I do feel bad thinking about how like you know it is a form of bullying like it can be seen as bullying like imagine if 
he weren't famous like he was just some other guy and he and he was right. getting all this it, I think it would be extremely problematic so I I'm not defending any ounce of the humor <laughs> around this however I will say that I do believe that when you are famous there's also a different kind of line and I think this still fits within the realm of like okay, this is just something you have to put up with being famous. It's really like, oh, it's yeah. not that harmful in my eyes. Well, also like he literally has a girlfriend. So if he's like actually straight and this is all just jokes, like at the end of the day, like he's going home to his girl who he loves and who he pined after for years and finally yes. got. So congrats. Well, I should <laughs> also say, I think there's also a high possibility that he's beginning to realize, oh shit, I can capitalize off of this. And that's why he makes comments like he made in the lie detector video, because I think he's getting smart and he's like, oh, I should play into this because people clearly care. Right. He's like, I'm trending. Let me keep trending, y'all. Yeah, I think that's happening to some extent. Maybe it was just so weird and like out of pocket. Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Um. Yeah, so that's interesting. That's just a discussion that is happening on the internet. So I had to bring it up because I have been seeing nonstop videos about it. And mm-hmm. it, it the TikToks are pretty funny. Like, come on, guys. And we also, we hate Camila Cabello. So it's like, such a let's flop. fuck with her. <laughs> I got, as you know, because it's your Am snap. I wrong? <laughs> I got an Amazon package today. And it was that really garish Cinderella box label which it doesn't even yeah. make sense because that, that came out three weeks ago at the service. But anyway. It's because it's flopping. They're like, we need to do more marketing. We need, Or <laughs> we, we need to get rid of these. Alone <laughs> is not enough. <laughs> or they need to get rid of all those boxes they printed out. And so that, they're still using too. them. That but too. I took great joy in breaking that box down. Let me just say I'm that. sure you did. Wait, what if they made PR packages and they were going to send them out all cute in those boxes? And then when everybody started hating on the movie, they were like, oh shit, we can't send these out because that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that would be so funny. I hope that's what happened. I really do. <laughs> <sighs> what a great positive note to end on. Well, we got to move on to the, the media moment. I know I'm saying like, and on my segment, (laughs) it's time for the media moment. Well, I I will say, um, I know you don't typically listen to our episodes once they're posted, but in the edit for last week, I realized as I was editing that you said like, I went first last, last week, so you go first. And that was actually incorrect. So I, I slipped in. Wow, <laughs> I well, am a dumb bitch. You're, you're not a dumb bitch, but I did give you credit. I, I added a recording while I was editing and I said, hey, we were wrong. Ely did not go first last week. Wow. So, so I deserve to go first for the next six weeks. Is that that's I, what you're saying? I was just going to suggest this week you go first. I am hurt. My work therapist does tell me that I'm too accommodating and this is one of those moments. Okay. I guess I'll go first this week. Uh, Fine. Twist my arm. All right, everyone. (laughs) Sorry, I woke up my dog when I did that. Um, I'm really excited to talk about this because I, I know that the 2011 Footloose is not good. I know it's not good. Okay. Do not come for me. I'm not saying this is a good movie. I'm just saying 
I do enjoy that movie. Okay. I'm sure we all have movies that we know are bad. Oh that yeah. We enjoy. Mm-hmm. I enjoy Footloose. Okay. 2011. It's okay. Footloose. It's okay. <laughs> and I would just will say, I don't like Julianne Hoff, but I have to say like, she's a really good dancer and the dance scenes in that movie are really good. And so this weekend I was like really wanting to watch the like final dance, like the prom that they had. But um, I found out that they took the Footloose off of Amazon Prime. So I oh. may or may not have paid $13 to buy it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, guys. I have Amazon rewards points. So it was probably free. Um <laughs> This is just getting more and more embarrassing. But my media moment for this week is Footloose 2011 because oh, I watched it guessed. and I was so happy after I watched it. So <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Thank you. So you yeah. just like it because of the dancing? Yeah, I think the dancing is really good. Okay. Never taken. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the people just forgot about that like, movie. And the like weird acoustic slow remake they did of I Need a Hero is so stupid. Whoa. It's so bad, but they do like in the score play like the chorus of that song, and it's like you feel it. But well, we just, know like, that why there's they... you there is just... one version of one the version. version. Yes, yeah, we, they should have put up. that in the movie. <laughs> Still not available on Spotify, and it breaks my heart every day. <laughs> okay, well, Footloose 2011, never seen it, but maybe someday. Hey, you've never seen Hocus Pocus. Don't give me that face. (laughs) I just felt like you would be one to watch Footloose when it came out. You don't like musicals, but this isn't a musical. I don't know. Look, 2011 was a great year for film. I was watching too many other things, probably. Probably. I was unfortunately not. I was at Footloose. (laughs) So. Well, my media moment for this week is actually two films, but I'm coupling them together because it is a series now i i really need to hear what what (laughs) what the source of this is okay so um we both know that i am a paddington fan (laughs) fucking love paddington one and two we know we know they're great films um they're great films and so last week I was going through my Blu-ray DVD collection I just was like hmm what can I watch and I discovered in my DVD case I had something I forgot I even owned the double pack of Stuart Little one and two and I was like oh my god I haven't seen these films in literally like I think a decade yeah I can't tell you the last time I voluntarily watched (laughs) Stuart Little one or two so I popped them in they're they're less than 90 minutes each I think two is Really? I think two is an hour, 18 minutes. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I had a revelation watching these. Mm-hmm. These films are literally like Stuart Little is the American Paddington. Stuart Little is the American Paddington because guess what? He is a fuzzy creature that is adopted by a nice white family. <laughs> and it learns the meaning of family and love and acceptance and their allegories <laughs> for immigration. <laughs> okay. It, it, and they're both like, they're both like warmly colored and mm-hmm. it's just like sweet. And I, full disclosure, I was not drinking when I watched these. The wow. first short little made me cry. Uh, uh. There's a moment where, where he takes a picture with George and the littles and the photographer says, 
wow. And Miss Little's like, what is it? And he says, you guys just look like such a wonderful family. <laughs> it made me so happy. <laughs> and you were like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> no, for real. The white um, people with the rats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if, you, if, if your parents were to be two white people, would you not want Gina Davis and Hugh Laurie to be those white people? They're pretty lovely. <laughs> um, so I just had a wonderful time. And I think anyone should give these a rewatch, especially if you like Paddington, because it's very similar energy. Very similar. Oh gosh, I seriously cannot think of like the last time I saw this movie. <laughs> I'm like having trouble remembering like all of the moments. Wait. Yeah. Oh, I'm like looking through pictures to like trigger my memory right yeah. now. And the second one, uh, Stuart Little gets a little girlfriend, a little okay, bird named Margot. That I do remember. I was like, mm-hmm. wasn't there like a little girl creature in the second one? <laughs> okay, in the second one too, there's like a heart pumping action sequence at the end involving- <laughs> I hate that you just described it as heart pumping. <laughs> like literally Stuart Little is in a model airplane getting away from the Falcon and it's like this air battle sequence. It's really Wait, doesn't he? doesn't that happen in the first one when he's on like a boat? No. Yes, the first one is the boat race, but he's racing okay. against his bitch-ass white kid. Yeah. No, they're great films. The first one is from 1999. The second one is from 2002. Oh, my God. I had a great time. This is so funny. Also, I cannot believe two things. One, I cannot wrap my mind around the fact that Michael J. Fox is Stuart Little. He does a That's good wild. job. He's got a nice voice. I know, but I'm like shook. And two, I also cannot wrap my mind around the fact that M. Night Shyamalan is a writer on Stuart yes. Little. Yes. <laughs> oh, and that reminds me. It's funny that you talked about the ASAP Rocky quilt situation and how like something lost was found because I read up on a little trivia on the first movie that like an art curator was watching the first film with his kids and he recognized on the wall of the little house in one of the scenes, like this painting that was thought to be lost, but the set designers purchased it from like an antique shop. And so like the art curator, he like contacted people and he was like, yo, this painting is actually really valuable. And now it's in a museum somewhere because of Stort Little. Wow, that's crazy. I know. God. Isn't that, wow, that's just wild. I was just thinking how like art, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 1000% sober, you guys. I don't know. I can't like articulate what I'm trying to say. I don't know. But that's the media moment. Love that. All right. Well, I guess we should probably wrap it up. I think we did a good job packing everything in. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, because we talked a bit before we started recording. So we did. Yeah. Yeah. We're about at an hour right now. And I'm sure you'll have to cut some stuff out. I mean, I will say, you guys, I did my best job trying to get it under an hour last week and ended up with an hour and one minute. Broke this my heart. This week will be a brand new challenge. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, um, have a good night and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. Adios. Buenas noches. Don't come for me. I don't speak Spanish. Bye. <laughs>